Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Coffee with Craig, where we talk about all things Second Amendment, firearms, firearms policy, politics, culture, media, you name it. We're talking about it right here on Coffee with Craig. So please take a moment, like and share this program so that your friends can join in the conversation as it is happening. Also, please remember to go to fpcgear.com. That's fpcgear.com. It is a very cool place where you can go and find all sorts of 2A swag. You can find t-shirts, you can find coffee mugs, you can find hoodies, all sorts of stuff that shows your support for the Second Amendment. But you can also know that every dollar that you spend there goes right back into our fight to keep and bear arms so you can support the Second Amendment, look good doing it. That's fpcgear.com. All right. It is New Year's Eve. 2018 is coming to an end. Uh, it's been a crazy year, as it seems like every year seems to be crazy these days when it comes to talking about the Second Amendment. But what I wanted to do today was kind of talk about some of the crazy stories or the, some of the dumb stories uh, that took place over 2018 relating to the Second Amendment. Now, some of these stories are dumb because, well, the media demonstrates just how stupid they are. And some of them are dumb because these are things that should not have been stories. Stupid things that were done that at least someone in the media reported about relating to the Second Amendment. Now, I got 10 of them. So some of them I'm going to go like boom, 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 really fast through. And some of them I might spend a little bit more time on. But I guarantee you'll find uh, all of these to be, uh, well, I, I, I think you'll find all of them to be uh, dumb at the very least. All right, so let's go, let's go to the first one. All right, so the first one uh, is actually a fairly recent one. This one comes out of, the, out of, out of Long Island. Now, in Long Island, uh, they instituted a program where, uh, well, the, I'll just read the headline to you. Long Island kids can trade their water pistols, Nerf, and toy guns for other toys. That's right. Uh, an organization or a member of the, the, the law enforcement in Long Island decided to start a program where children could turn in their toy guns in order to get other toys. That's right. A toy gun buyback program because in their eyes well if we keep them from getting toy guns then they won't want a real gun when they get older <sighs> yeah i know dumb right did we start off with a doozy or what yes so that was number 10 that was actually number 10 on our list now the next one uh the next one is also kind of well how should we say kind of retarded uh this had to to do with a, a gun mart or a gun block and, and Google and the fact that they kept flagging their posts as sexual content. Now, I've heard of gun porn before. We all know exactly what that means. No, that's not nude people with guns. That's not, you know, for those of you who are wondering, but those of you who know what gun porn is, it is all the very, very cool looking, cool firearms, all the, the various different things, all the guns that we want. Uh, in particular, those of us in California that we want and cannot necessarily have. But that's right. Uh, Gunmart actually kept having their, their posts flagged by Google as being sexual content. And evidently, it seemed to have picked up. This seemed to be something that didn't happen much before 2018, but it became even bigger later. So that is, uh, that is, a story, that is story number nine. Uh, moving right along to story number eight. Now, this one was interesting. 
So face this had to do with Facebook. Now, Facebook also, kind of like Google, uh, had gotten into this whole, okay, we're going to try and stop fake news and start to try and control and censor the information that is made available to the public, in particular when it surrounds guns. So they found a particular story that they felt was fake news. And this was a, basically a story that, that noted that uh, 66% of the, of the uh, school shootings, of the, the, the things that were noted as school shootings by gun rights, or by, I'm sorry, by gun control a activists and by many in the media, actually turned out to not be school shootings. So obviously because this was a pro-gun story, or at least an anti-gun control story, uh, Facebook decided to flag it as fake news. There was only one problem. The story was written and researched by, hold it, hold it, hold it, NPR. That's right, National Public Radio, who we all know is no friend of the Second Amendment, who we all know is definitely not right-leaning, definitely not pro-gun, but for some reason, because they actually reported something that was positive about guns, or at least at least because they were contradicting something that was negative about guns, Facebook decided that they were going to flag them as, well, fake news. So clearly, anything pro-gun is fake news in their eyes. Anything that is anything that is anti-gun control in their eyes, obviously, is fake news. But that was, uh, once again, item number eight. Moving right along down to item number seven. Item number seven has to do with 3D, gun 3D printing. Now, you guys know we were all in the middle. FPC was all in the middle of this whole debate uh, when uh, Defense Distributed came out and made their plans available for 3D printing online. They got stopped. Uh, you know we did. We created a website and we went out there and we put the information out there and made it available to you. Codeisfreespeech.com. We made all of their plans available to you. By the way, uh, they were not successful. They're, at least they never even tried to take our site down. Interestingly enough, even though they said that it was wrong, weren't supposed to be doing it, they never tried to take it down. But one senator, Senator Ed Markey, decided to say that the 3D printer cartridge is as deadly as a gun cartridge. Yeah, so a 3D printer is as dead. Well, he may actually, in this case, even though it's a dumb story, it may actually be right. Because if you look at a gun cartridge, whatever gun cartridge is, I'm assuming he means a, a spent shell cartridge. Yeah, that in and of itself is not deadly at all. A 3D printer in and of itself is not deadly at all. Yet and still, Mr. Ed Markey believes that both are wildly deadly. Yeah, I, I, cannot, make, I cannot make this stuff up. Uh, it, is, <laughs> it is actually what it is. Moving right along, I believe we are down to item number six. Now, this one is an interesting one. Uh, this was a story that was done on MSNBC, uh, and this was where an individual, uh, the, the comment and, and a commentator on MSNBC, uh, basically decided to say that if we armed teachers, well, that would lead to students, uh, that would lead to students getting shot or, or let me clarify, it would lead to students of color getting shot in the classroom. Check it out. 
reporting, if you start arming teachers and you look at the statistics and say that there are black and brown students who are being um, who, who are being who are being disciplined more than their white counterparts, you could then start seeing statistics where potentially black students are getting shot or in accidents when their teachers are trying to shoot or trying to do gun safety measures. So there's this idea that the NAACP and other advocacy groups say not only are we looking at this as an issue issue, but it's also the idea that racially this could be a problem. Erica. Okay, so let, let's be clear. So not all the students in the class would, would be in danger of this happening, right? The accidental shootings, for some reason, the accidental shootings would only happen to the black and brown students. Uh, but on top of that, you know, once again, just the fear, the utter idea that black and brown students would be shot by their teachers uh, if, we, if we actually armed them is utterly ridiculous. And the fact that more people or, or nobody in the mainstream media uh, called this lady out was completely and utterly ridiculous. Okay, moving right along. So now we're on to the march, uh, what I call, I call it, it was the march on the NRA. But I like to call it the march of ignorance on the NRA because anybody who followed it realized just how dumb some of the things that these people were saying uh, that they believed. And once again, the mainstream media was not reporting on this. They were not reporting on, they were not sharing the actual thoughts, the actual understanding of firearms that many of these, or lack of understanding, that many of these folks, that many of these folks had. But uh, obviously we covered it here on Coffee with Craig. And I agree with banning fully semi-automatic guns, definitely. What's a AR-15? From my understanding, Anything that has automatic loading and refiring is something that can kill more people more quickly. Capacity. I think it separates the, the capacity, how much damage you can do and how fast. Exactly. So it's your ammunition uh, that separates and makes a semi-automatic automatic. Let's look at cars, for example. When you get into a car crash, are you going to blame the car? Probably not. What is a bump stock? Oh man, dude, you're really asking okay, me. Okay, so, so, so let's go to the next one. What's the matter with your biology? Yeah, so that was the march on the NRA. The interesting thing was is they actually marched on an empty office building, but that, you know, that's neither here nor there. But uh, once again, they demonstrated the utter ignorance with which. Now, these are people who want to affect gun policy but they have absolutely no understanding or can demonstrate no understanding as to how firearms actually work. Uh, sad, sad display, uh, one would say. All right, moving right along once again. Oh, this was what this was a fun one. So CBS News, or a local CBS affiliate, decided that they wanted to get into the conversation of guns, and they wanted to talk gun control. So they figured, Maybe, just maybe, if we went in to San Quentin and we sat down with some of these folks who've committed these crimes, who've, who've, who've been involved in gun violence, and we talked to them, maybe they could convince the policymakers about how bad guns are. And so let's get them in the conversation, and we can get them to help use their experience to promote gun control. Check it out. Behind the historic walls of San Quentin, are scores of men who wrote their life stories by committing acts of violence, including murder. Ask almost any one of them how to get a gun. Back of a trunk, 600 bucks, easy. It's easy as having the money. But I got the money legally, 
hanging out in the street corner, so I was able to get it. If you want to get a gun in America, you're going to get a gun in America. No, it was not registered or any background check. I just bought it for somebody on the streets. Wow. Okay, so that didn't work out real well for them because, in essence, what the criminals were saying was, yeah, no, I, I, I don't buy my guns legally. I can get, I can, I, I can, there's, I can get a gun. I can buy it out of the back of a trunk. I don't go to a gun store. I don't go to a gun show. I don't bother with the background check. In other words, what the criminal said was, yeah, we break the law to get the guns that we need to break the law. So clearly that didn't work out. Uh, that didn't work out too well for, uh, for them and did, didn't work out too well for the conversation that they were hoping to have. But once again, as I said before, you didn't see much in the mainstream media talking about that. So that is gun control, gun talk from San Quentin. All right, moving right along. I think we're down to three. Now, this was an interesting one because this one actually directed, affected, or directly involved the Firearms Policy Coalition. I'll tell you the story. Uh, an individual decided that they, an individual at a school in Washoe County, decided he was going to wear a Sacramento Black Rifle t-shirt to school. Now, those of you who know Sacramento Black Rifle, or no, I'm sorry, not Sacramento, Sparks Black Rifle, same people own, same person owns the two stores, but he, they, uh, he wore a Sparks Black Rifle shirt to school. It had a picture of a gun on it. So he was told, well, I'm sorry, that's against school policy, so you cannot wear that shirt. Later, this same student wore a Firearms Policy Coalition t-shirt to school. And it was told by, it, it was, as you can see on the thing, it has the Gadsden flag on it, uh, and it says Firearms Policy Coalition. Was told by the teacher that you have to take it off or you would be disciplined. And was specifically told by the teacher that you can have your First Amendment rights when you turn 18. Oh, wow. So we basically wound up filing suit. The Firearms Policy Coalition wound up filing suit against the school district. And needless to say, they caved like a cheap suit. Changed their, changed their clothing policy, and the student can now wear uh, the FPC T-shirts or pretty close to whatever the hell he wants to school. But this was, uh, this was once again, one of, the, uh, one, of the top, one of the top stories or dumb stories. And this was dumb in the fact that it never should have even been, it never even should have happened. Not only did, our, did the T-shirt not include a gun on it, one, but I don't understand why it matters if a T-shirt has a, a gun on it, in particular if it's just part of, a part of the logo of the company. You see, this is, this is uh, Sacramento Black Rifle right here. Just, you know, representing for you, Rob, representing for you. Um, but yeah, but, but no, so, but not only that, the, the FPC t-shirt, the Gaston flag t-shirt doesn't even have a gun on it, right? I don't know why they wouldn't have been allowed, to, why the student should not, would not have been allowed to wear that shirt to school. Okay, we're getting close here. Oh, this is one of my favorites. This is number two. This is number two on our list. Uh, this is where a school district in, uh, in a, uh, well, you know what? Why don't I do this? I'm going to let our good friend here. I'm 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 going to let a good friend of ours. Now he's not pro gun, but I have to admit this was a funny story of telling of this story. As you know, many school districts are trying to find a way to keep students safe, and one school district found a very creative, albeit stupid, way to do it. School district in Pennsylvania has figured out a novel solution: arming its 500 teachers with baseball bats. Now, hold on. I know what you're thinking. What a stupid idea. But hold that thought, because you're going to need it again. 
because these are the bats they're giving out. Great. Hmm. I cannot even begin to tell you. Now, once again, I don't. I never. I almost never watch that show. Matter of fact, I never watch that show. But I got to tell you, that was a very, very funny ticket. Even anti-gun left-wing liberals understand that students are not going to be kept safe with mini bats, which, by the way, are kept out of the hands and control of students. They are kept locked away uh, in a in a teacher's desk or office or, office or wherever they are, uh, so that uh, well, so that they. These weapons of war do not fall into the hands of students. Yeah, enough said about that. And our number one story. Um, this was an interesting one because, uh, and, I, and you know, these honestly, most of these are not really in any particular order. Uh, this one's really not in any particular order, but I just found this one funny because this particular uh, young person, this particularly clarified, th there's a group within this group. CNN put together a panel. And as a panel of students to talk about gun control. And sure enough, the, the conversation wound up going to race. And literally, it just came down to the fact that students basically claiming that, well, guns in and of themselves are racist. We brought together a group of teenagers from Florida, Virginia, Arizona, and Pennsylvania to discuss gun violence. But the conversation quickly veered into a heated debate on the connection of guns and race. Race affects the way that people live, they eat, where they go to school, and all of this is a, their factors in violence and inner city violence. With those students who were at the march we're talking about from Baltimore, from Chicago, mm -hmm. until we want to talk about the root causes, the conversation will never be complete. Well, see, and now mind you, she was right in talking about root causes, but her whole thing was, well, but because guns, uh, guns are racist. You know, you want to have guns at school. You want to arm teachers. You want to have armed security at schools. Well, that's just racist because it will make the students there feel like they're prisoners. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Uh, I go into buildings all the time, state capitol, courthouses. Uh, I go into many. There are office buildings that have armed security. Do the people who work in those buildings, do they feel like criminals simply because there's armed security? I don't think so. I'm, I'm not buying them. I'm not buying them. I do believe that there is a, ra a race or racist component when it comes to, to guns, but it's more about gun control because, as we know, gun control has largely been about keeping those people about, from being able to own or possess firearms. In the 1800s, those people uh, were uh, Native Americans, Chinese. In the, 18, in the, in the early 1900s, it was Chinese and Mexicans. In the 1960s, it was black people. And now, today, it's law-abiding citizens because they seem to have no problem with criminals getting guns. But now it's all, all of us are those people. So when she talks about guns being racist, well, gun control is racist. And, but you know, you've seen the video on the, the, the racist roots of gun control that I've done. Anyway, but those are just 10 of, I mean, trust me, I could have I could have said here I could have done 20 I could have done 30 stories that uh, that were just bad or crazy or stupid this year. If you can think of any, provide the links in uh, in uh, in your comments in this in this video because I'm sure we will all be uh, highly entertained. And by the way, I'll also uh, once once the video runs, I'll actually include all of these links so that you can actually check out the stories for themselves in their entirety. Anyway, folks, that's going to be it for today's Coffee with Craig. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
Uh, thank you for all of your support this year. 2018 was a trying year, as many of them are. Uh, but we had many successes, uh, and uh, those successes were because of you, because of your support and your desire to fight for the Second Amendment, because you get, uh, well, what I always say, this is a fight for our civil rights. We've got to use them or we're going to lose them. You guys take care. Have a happy new year.